This is Miss Ty, Bree, Victoria, and Tasha. Welcome back to Black Millennial Mamas Podcast. We are available on the lovely Anchor app, which is the home team, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. So make sure you follow and subscribe to those. We are also on Facebook and Instagram. So make sure you follow us on those platforms at Black Millennial Mamas. Disclosure. Black Millennial Mamas is for everyone. We just happen to be Black Millennial Mothers. This is for everyone because every every mother needs each other. On today's episode, Ms. Bree will be giving a baby update and we will be talking about the media's influence on children. Should we blame the media on our children's behavior? Should we trust our parenting skills to know that our children will know better? Also, how do we feel about those celebrities having their daughters in the public eye and not doing their hair? I guess I'll go first with my, with my baby update. So, well, my pregnant pregnancy update. So, I am currently 38 weeks pregnant, and I am scheduled to have a C-section on Thursday, April the 15th. So, my little big man's will be here. Um, reason I have to get a C-section is because the doctor is saying that, you know, I'm not dilating any, my cervix hasn't opened up within like the past two weeks. And the way I'm measuring in, he's like in like the 90th percentile, his stomach's big, everything big on him. So yeah, um, can't squeeze that big old head through this tiny little hole. So that's what I'm going to have to do. My feelings about having a C-section, I'm nervous because I keep I keep remembering that this is like a serious surgery, like major surgery. Um, I mean, I know multiple people have, have had it. Like, you know, my family, a lot of people in my family have had it. Vic's had two of them and she's perfectly fine and alive, but it's still something that's still concerning and kind of scary to know that I'll get cut open. You know, I have tried different ways to try to um, induce myself. Like I do walk, I've been on the, the pregnancy ball, having sex, all that good stuff. And you know, nothing seems to be working. So it seems like this is what I gotta do is have a C-section. So yeah, my little mans will be here this week. So I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a mama this week, which is exciting. So say a prayer for me. I really, really appreciate it. So I'll be out for probably like four weeks. So the ladies will be recording without me. So they go hold the four down while I'm gone and whatnot. So yeah. So that's my little uh baby update. Oh, also I have to, since I guess my baby was measuring in big, I've been having to get ultrasound. So I had to get one last week. So luckily I was able to see his face and he just, looked, he's, he's a little, a little chunky baby. He looks so cute. So that's the one of the good, the good parts about having to go through this is with him being so big and the doctors being concerned, I get that that uh, last an ultrasound. Cause you know, if y'all know, you only get ultrasounds to you like up to like about five-ish months, five or six months. And then after that, you don't know what your baby look like until you have him. So it was exciting to see what he looked like. If he looked like me or his dad. So it was exciting. Um, so I got to get another one tomorrow and then have my last doctor's appointment Tuesday and then boom. Thursday he'll be here <laughs> so yeah that's my update so on to these topics so the media's influence on our children 
So it's just been a few things that have just, that's made me want to talk about this that has gone on in the media. For instance, for the longest, even taking, taking us way back, when Blue Ivy, Beyonce and Jay-Z's daughter, when she was younger, you know, everyone always talked about her hair in the media and people were saying, oh, uh, Beyonce should be ashamed of herself. All that money she got, you know, why is her, why is Blue Ivy her looking like that? And the only thing is that it just look natural. I wouldn't say it would look horrible, but it, it, it could have been, you know, tamed a little bit, but who am I? I ain't that, I ain't that baby, I ain't that baby's mama. And even recent, super duper recently, Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union's daughter, uh, Kavia James, people have been talking about her hair. You know, everybody know they have money as well. And it's like, why is her hair never done? But recently, little baby got her hair braided for Easter and looked so cute. And I was like, oh my God, look a little baby hair being braided. So my question to y'all is, why has it become such a topic for people to comment on these babies' hairs? Is it because they're in the media? Because we can walk around in everyday life and see kid baby's hair is not done and just you know we'll make our comments ourselves and move on but why is it such an issue with these celebrities when they do it and they don't comb their baby's hair like they probably doing way more stuff than we are and busy and they don't have the time whether they may have the money to have a nanny on hand to do the baby hair but my question to y'all is like why do y'all think um why do y'all think it's such a big issue or such a huge topic honestly it's to it's each is to each tone for real because it's like you don't know what the, you know you don't know what they you know are doing or whatever it's just pictures so like you would get mad if somebody judging your child by the way that they look as long as they you know in good health and good upkeeping why does you know why does the media always focus on you know they babies hair i don't understand i don't get it you know but to each his own I, uh, I <laughs> me personally it's a little bit of classism and then also a little bit of sprinkle of racism and i ain't gonna lie because white people you know they don't they don't gotta do much to their kids hair you know what i'm saying like versus us you know what i'm saying like we we kind of do i ain't gonna say the most but we were always told that we were supposed to be up kept in a certain way we supposed to look a certain way her supposed to be decent at all times type stuff so when you see as like i just heard somebody else say when you, when you see free children that's what i hate to use that exact term but when you see very like free I'm, not, I'm trying to think of the word without making it sound like you know fucking slavery when you see children who don't have to abide by society standards because they don't have to deal with that, that she doesn't have to want for anything in life so it's not like she has to worry about her hair or her job title. she don't got to worry about none of that so and then another thing is at first I used to be like why her hair ain't never done too until I had a daughter and my daughter I don't have her hair besides moisturizer that's all I do I moisturize her hair and we and we keep it pushing because her hair is too short to be putting ponytails and you don't want to put that stress on your child's hair anyway. I, I feel that too. Like, I feel like people put a lot of pressure on it when there's really no pressure to be put. It's like, 
you see so many other people, you see people like normal people. And I, I feel like people try to stress that celebrities need to do this and that. But it's like, she's always well-dressed, that's one thing. And just because her hair isn't done, that doesn't mean anything. I just feel like people just put a little bit too much stress on it because they want celebrities to be perfect. And it's like, your life not even perfect. Sometimes your kid, you never know, Blue Ivy may be tender-headed. You know, they don't want to deal with getting their hair done. They don't want to take it to the salon. And if you as a normal parent don't want to deal with that, what makes you think that a person that is twice as busy or 10 times busier, do you want to deal with something like that? So it's just like, stop holding people to a certain standard for me. Like we're all human. Somebody just got a little bit more money than we got. You know what I'm saying? That part. It's true. That's true. And also, I look at it like, for one, it's a kid, so it's just kind of like a controversy in the joke kid. Like, at this point, it's like, okay, now it's just getting disrespectful and rude. I guess it just seems like, to me, to let, like, people feel the need to speak out because the baby's in the media. Like, of course, if you was to walk around with Pootie Hurt not done, Vic, somebody was to see you and they may make a comment, but it's like, how would you know? You know, it's like they'll make a comment and be like, okay, whatever, keep it moving. You wouldn't know. Versus Beyonce and Jay-Z, they're like, um, you know, hip hop royalty type shit. And it's like, now they, now they should know better than to have their baby hurt. You know, I think it's just that with them being in the media, it's just the pressure. And it's just forgetting that they're everyday people too. Like shit, they busy. Like Nisha said, she could be tender-headed. Like, you never know what, you never know what exactly, you know, the cause is. And to them, it's like, shit, I think her hair looks fine. Like, to them, it's like, her hair, and that's nothing, her hair is supernatural. She has long hair, just different hair textures and stuff like that. Like, maybe, like with you, Vic, you said that you put moisturizer in Pootie's hair. That's the same thing Beyonce was probably doing to, um... And you got to think about uh, it like this. Blue Ivy got, from what I can see, she has very kinky, coily hair, and that's on a whole nother mm -hmm. level of what is appropriate for Black children's hair. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have I have Thanks. 4C hair, so I have very tight curls. My hair shrinks really bad. You wouldn't know how long it is unless I straighten it. And, you know, for the longest, I'm just saying, from my childhood, my hair got called nappy so fucking so much as a child that I really for a long time did not like my hair because of the texture of my hair um so that's another part in it too because if her hair was loose curls and soft and like just long and just kind of loose curl, it probably wouldn't even be a problem they probably wouldn't even talk about her hair to be honest but exactly. because she has very mm -hmm. kinky curly hair oh she's unkept but really Beyonce could have been sitting there with her in her lap partner her hair and oiling her scalp every day but because it doesn't have pigtails and all that extra stress mm -hmm. on her hair that's why people are like well she don't she don't do nothing to her daughter's hair but to be honest that's why we as adults have so much issues with our hair now because they put so much stress on our hair as children yes that's what i was saying like with you putting moisturizer and putting her Beyonce probably doing the same thing to Blue Ivy. It's just that it's going to look different because of the type of hair that she has. And well, like you said, it's not fair. Beyonce hair ain't never been put together. Like if you really think about how Beyonce wear her hair, it's either 
her natural curls or braids. Like, mm-hmm. if you backtrack, like, from when she was in Karma, the movie Karma, when she was in um that one movie um that Cuban Gooder Jr. was in, I can't think about the, what the movie's called. Beyonce here. Oh, Fight Temptation. Right. It ain't never been extravagant. If you really think about the mother, her hair ain't never been extravagant. Like she's always kind of look what looks like her natural hair. Like even when she was in um Austin, I think in Austin Powers or whatever, she Mm -hmm. had the little wig fro. Like Beyonce ain't never been one out here just wearing all these wigs and doing all and it may be wigs, but her hair has always been basic. I think that the hair, the generation of hair is changing. So they feel like they kids, their kids need to look as grown as we're trying to make our kids look because we broke and they got no facts. facts. To piggyback off of that and what Vic was saying too, as far as us growing up, us not liking our hair. You know what I mean? Because like Vic, like I got that, like, oh my God, my hair was so nappy. It's still it, like, it's like, but that gets the right term. Now it's like kinky. Like it's it's kinky. Like we don't really try to use the word nappy now because it's just kind of, I guess, just the terminology of things just change over time. But like growing up, I hated my hair too. I always like to get like, make sure my hair. I always wanted straight long hair, straight long hair. And it's just over time, and I always had a relaxer. Vic and Nisha, even Tasha, like y'all would know. I would relax my hair every about six weeks, especially in college. And I remember Vic mm-hmm. like, you don't really have to relax your hair as much. And I'm like, no, nah, it's starting to seem a little rough. I can't really put a comb through. It is, and then I already had thin edges. Well, yeah, thin, thin hair, thin edges, little to no edges. So it's like, I really should have been putting that stress on my hair anyways, but it's just that society time. And even our parents, my mom even still will comment about my natural hair to this day. And I'm like, well, mama, this is natural hair. It's like, well, you know, certain stuff everybody can't wear. And it's like, no, like you make it what it is. Like it may not look right, exactly. but guess what? Everybody's natural hair is different. If you will see kids hair in Africa, they hair is supernatural. It may not look right, but this is hair in its natural state. That's one thing Vic always would tell me is like, like whenever we would talk about hair, she's like, what's, what's the problem? Your, your hair is in its natural state white people's hair when it's in its natural state this is how it is so why is it an issue with ours in that in its natural state is it that it just doesn't look appropriate society's um level of how appropriate it is you know what i mean so it's just hair is just always gonna be a sensitive topic uh luckily for all of us we're not really into like buying five and six hundred dollar weave and all of that like it's either locks like like goddess locks um natural hair tasha her is like freaking rapunzel now that she didn't have renzo her hair is so long like you know it's just that luckily we're not really into that for real but i mean oh you know it could be a money thing but honestly it's just to me i'm like eh. it's a couple years ago a couple years ago yeah i was spending a good three four hundred dollars on my hair you know, with weave, sew-ins, all of it. I would spend money on my hair, but, you know, when you realize, like, you know, you can grow your own hair and if you take care of it, but, you know, it's just all society standards now. You know, so mm-hmm. do your own thing. You don't have to be like everybody else. You know. Thanks. I'm so yeah. like, look, y'all know I cut all my hair off. 
<laughs> a couple I'm times. Tired of doing it. A couple times. I get tired of doing it because and my, when I cut my hair off, everybody was just like, I can't believe you did it. Like you cut it all off. Like, what are you gonna do? And like I'm just like in my life like I don't know it's I don't my hair does not define me that was the whole point of me cutting my hair in the first place was to prove that my hair did not define me so I feel like it proved its point but to go back to the whole blue ivy thing or even just kids in general like I don't put bows on Pootie's hair every day like sometimes we leave the house and she doesn't have a bow on her head like she don't got one on right now we we at the park but she's sitting in the park but we at the park she ain't got no bow on her head but um, she has very um, fine hair. It reminds me of my mama hair. It's very fine. It has a very loose curl. So point B take, she don't never look like her hair don't never look done because it's a very soft curl. Versus, like I said, if she had my hair texture as a baby, you can ask my mama. My hair as a baby? was thick thick it was it was just like thick thick it was just like my hair is now it was just a very kinky I had very kinky hair and I feel like when switching over like our society has switched over so much from what the norm was from like when Madam CJ Walker first invented the flat iron and stuff like that like now our society is like no we don't we don't have to embrace what you know, another culture said or talked about, oh, we're embracing who, I feel like the more Black people embrace who they are, the more the stereotype or the societal norm for hair changes. Like, I can't tell y'all, my mama never really put weave in my hair when I was younger, never. Now, baby, I would wear some braids with some, um, my natural hair with some beads and some, you know, my aunties always did my hair with beads and like borets or whatever. But I can remember like maybe three or four times where I even had weave in my hair in elementary school and that was crochet braids. I can remember like in high school, even going to prom, all my hair, that was my natural hair. Like, you know, I never had to worry about like, you know, that if she was gonna do my hair, if she was gonna flat iron it, da 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 da, all of that. But it just was never a thing. And still to this day in my adulthood, I have people like, Oh, you should try a wig. You should try this. You should try that. I'm going to try this flat iron to my head like I like it. Or I'm going to try this ponytail because I'm fine either way. I'm fine. <laughs> he said, I'm fine either way. Yeah, See, fine. with me growing up, I stay in the, like, me and Vic, our cousin um, is our um, beautician. So I will go, I will say the earliest age I remember like second grade I know my first grade pictures I had braids in my hair so my mama had braids in my hair so whenever I remember the earliest age of getting my hair done was was like second grade and so it was just like an every two weeks thing I began relaxers not every two weeks but relaxing when I should and eventually having weave in my hair so I was always used to having weave in my hair because I'm like I always like long hair and over time it was just it's different now because it was like at the time it was like kid styles with weave but now these little girls with the weave in their hair it's like they look grown like what Vic was saying like they look like I think it was either you and Isha who had just said 
that having these kids her look just like our her like have having our same hairstyles when it's like it shouldn't be like that like they should have kids there should be kid styles and then there should be adult hairstyles like it should be no reason why 16 year olds is like Tasha was saying like you know how she like a few years ago was spending like three or four hundred dollars on her hair why like a 16 year old should have you know be doing that like that makes no sense like no so at, it was like at a young age just going to the beauty supply just getting you know thirty dollar hair as a kid is different than now buying your kids the same kind of hair that you'll buy yourself shit's ridiculous absolutely freaking ridiculous so Girl, even the society for real and then like even with you cut your hair off cutting all your hair off it, you know society standards have changed because let let it have been i won't even say the 90s we just go say i don't even know because our grandma been wearing a short a short curly style since i can remember and i'll be 30 this year but let you have cut your hair off like that in the 60s or something like that people be like oh my god what are you doing are you okay so it just seems like the society standards can change over time or i'm uh i'm gay that's what they would oh, yeah. oh my god that's what it is that's what it is gay like oh my god is she gay and it's like no and some people still have that mindset like if you get I was like or well it either i mean if that's how you want to say it if that's if that's your reason that's fine <laughs> or some people yeah. just be like i mean it looks like on me <laughs> yeah back in the day they used to tie your hair to your femininity basically yep. mm-hmm. you know the longer the hair the more feminine you are you yep. know, and, right. and, and you know what's crazy changed. about that, Tasha? You know what's crazy, like straight up crazy about that? Mm-hmm. I did not feel more like a woman until I cut all my hair off. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds so crazy. <laughs> I felt more like a woman without my hair. I don't know why I feel so much more prettier without hair. Like, Y'all know I'll let my hair grow out and I'll put some braids in it. Every once in a while, like, I'll put weave in it, maybe, if I feel like it. But if you notice with me, and that's always been a thing, like, I've never kept hair in my head too long. I've never, I've, I've had weave. I bought $100, hundreds of dollars worth of weave, braids, and I'll keep it in for two, three weeks and take it out. And no, so I, I'd be like, I gotta get my money worth. <laughs> absolutely. I'm always said be crazy as hell. That's why Big does that. That's why now she does her own hair. That's why she do her own hair now. And take them micros out. Like, you know, micros used to last us like two months, two, three months. Victoria would take them out in 30 days. Maybe. <laughs> that cost $200. Ain't no way, especially if I was on my that was on my mama down too. Ain't no way I'm taking this shit out in three weeks or thirty or or, or three or four weeks. Absolutely not. Like Tasha Hell said, no. You know? And then even Hell as a child, my mom, my mom didn't let me wear weave for real. Why is my son sitting on top of the slide? Oh god. Um, my mom did not let me wear weave until I was in high school. Like braids was okay. Really? Like I would get a little bit of braiding hair in my hair because I had short, I just always had short hair as a kid. Um, but when I got to high school, I couldn't, I started wearing weave in high school, like my freshman year. That's when I started wearing weave. And it wasn't even expensive stuff. It was them cheap 
30 40 packs you know what i'm saying um yeah i just started wearing weed to high school that's crazy now that i really think about it i had you know what i had a weed ponytail <laughs> in the eighth grade that was as deep as it got and it was short it was hella short <laughs> maybe, maybe the top of my back i never did play this she didn't want me to look grown okay yes ma'am she didn't want me to look grown so she just never let me it never got too wild like it never got too wild and i guess that's why i'm like that with pootie now because i already know what it's about to be on i ain't buying you know 300 bundle. i had a big mama to let me cut my hair in high school when i was with a junior and i wanted to cut all my sides off I think part of the reason my mom was like that was because i was very shapely as a young lady like hips and thighs Mm-hmm. At the wazoo at 13, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Getting grown men hollering at me. So I think my mama kind of seen what was coming ahead and she still tried to make sure that I looked my age, even though that was pretty hard. So shout out to Eva because I know that was stressful. I know that was stressful. I feel That's that. why I'm glad I got a son. But I also feel like parents today, they don't think that way. They think that. Like it's a like it's a little topic on the media that goes around talking about if my daughter dressed like this and a man look at her he being a pervert. No 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 no. If your daughter has on a crop top, I just feel like that's something that an adult should be wearing. But that's how our generation was raised. This new generation is kind of like, no, I'm gonna let my daughter pop her stuff, and it's just kind of like. But y'all seeing this stuff in the media, y'all see these famous people do certain things. And it's like your daughter shouldn't look like your your two-year-old daughter shouldn't look like she's 12, and your 12-year-old daughter shouldn't look like she's 22. I think it's a tie between feminine feminine liberation. You know what I'm saying? I know, right? She get the word out. Feminine <laughs> liberation, where you know what I'm saying? They always tell us, well, if you dress a certain way, that explains who you are as a person. Well, we know that's not true. And then also, mm-hmm. um, it's babies having babies. I'm going to be honest with you. It's babies having babies. Mm-hmm. These kids is having these kids, and they're making these kids their friends and not being a parent. Yeah. And okay. They just don't understand. Mm-hmm. Like, let, let kids be kids. You know? I ain't gonna lie, you know, I bought ba- I my baby, you know, like, he only five months. He got, like, little polo stuff and everything like that. But that's only, like, you know, on certain occasions. But when he at home, oh, he's gonna have Granimals on. He gonna have Ninja Turtle shoes and all the other shit, you know. Let these kids be kids. Stop trying to dress these kids like grown grown adults. They're not grown. And the it's just they think They think they... These kids, these people, these parents today feel like, oh, my kid look like a dust bucket because he wearing Walmart stuff. No, your kid look dusty because Walmart. Yo, your kid don't know. Your kid don't know that that that's name brand. This clothes on their back. They, they be wanting to mess it up. They be wanting a little knee high collie and shit. <laughs> the only thing that I spend money on, like spend money on, is shoes. And I know people, some people be like, well, I, and I remember being like that when I was younger, before I had Kevin and Kendrick, and I was like, I ain't finna be paying seventy-something uh, dollars for some Jordans and da-da-da-da-da-da. And I, I, I was standing on that before I had Kevin and Kendrick. 
now it's not like that. I ain't even gonna lie. And the reason why, and I was explaining to somebody, I was explaining to one of my old coworkers, and he was like, I don't understand why you spend all that money on them shoes. And I was like, because they last longer. I was gonna That's say quality, too. right? They high quality. Now, people be like, well, you can go get a $20 pair of, you know, Walmart shoes. And I'd be like, that's fine. But they're going to go through that in two weeks. My kids play hard. Mm-hmm. Versus the $60 shoes will last them, honestly, until they have a girl, another growth spurt. Which is usually every three to five months. And that's why our parents had a school shoes, play shoes. And play shoes. <laughs> and, and going out <laughs> People don't believe in that anymore. Y'all, I have a student in my class. Hopefully his mama don't watch, he, listen to this podcast. He <laughs> her son to school in some Balenciagas. Girl, oh, don't let him play in pain. It's not, I'm not the teacher for that. I'm not going to coach your feelings because at the end of the day, when you bought your son in Balenciagas, you should have thought about it. He do not need to wear that to a school where we paint, we get dirty, we play, we do things. I let them be kids in my class. So for me, it's just like, okay, so why did, why did he wear these Balenciagas to school? Do you, is it the cloud? Like, what is it? Gave us H-E-L-L, the hockey sticks about a North Face jacket, y'all. And it's like, if your son can't keep up with that stuff, it's not our job. We have 22, we got 21 other students. So it's just like, think about and be mm-hmm. mindful about the things that you sent to school for your kid. Exactly. they're going to lose something. We cannot keep our eyes on 22 kids all the time. Like, yeah, we can glance at them. Now, when we glance at them, it ain't no telling what they're going to do or what they're going to put down. Exactly. It's been so many times where, you know, I didn't took my, uh, you know, I, I used to take care of my niece and nephew. And every day, it was something missing. I don't know how many times I had to buy purse hats, gloves, jackets, simple stuff like that. You know, you mm-hmm. not dirt, you not you not dirt inside of the school with your kids. So why would you send them in the school with something with, with high ticket items? You know, mm-hmm. that's just that's irresponsible on your part. <laughs> for real. Oh, for real. <laughs> One time. <laughs> Kevin and Kendrick will go to school with a jacket and never come back with it. And, never and come honestly, back with it. Honestly, as a teacher, we do not know where these kids put these things. Like, you just be like, okay, you just had that jacket on. Did you throw it in the trash can? Did you put it in, like, did you put it in somebody's backpack? And sometimes they will put it in another kid's backpack, but the other parent won't notice because they like, you buy your kids so many clothes, they might take them home and be like, dang. When we buy this, and they just simply don't notice that they have gotten another kid's things. And it's like, y'all want us to keep up with them and keep our sanity? Come on now. No, I don't even expect it of my uh, kids, teacher. I remember I went into the school uh, to do something, and Lord behold, it's a pile of jackets. And this poor teacher, she it's a pile of jackets just sitting off to the side. So I started going through them. At least at least five of them were my kids. <laughs> and I, I know some people don't know their kids' clothes. For some reason, I can remember my kids' clothes. I don't know why I can remember what clothes they have on. Maybe that's just me being a hypervigilant parent because if I know the clothes, I can, I can identify my kids. So I'm picking these jackets up and I'm like, bro, like, how? 
how like she's like i knew they was them. she was like and i had to start writing their names in there too because one time i one time when kevin and kendra were in preschool one of them had peed on themselves and then they had put some clothes on them and it was somebody else's pants and i knew it wasn't his pants because they were shaped like girl pants like you know there is a big difference between girl pants and boy pants and and it was and it was boy, it was girl pants. And I'm like, these are little girl pants. Cause the you know what it is? The crouch is uh is a lot shorter than boy pants. And so I was like, these are little girl pants. And it had a flare at the pants. I'm like, what put these pants on my son? I'm like, you ain't got no clothes in your cubby. Here, Kendrick, wipe your uh wipe your arm off. You got blood on your arm. And she didn't even mean to do that. They just she probably didn't. And that's one thing we tell our parents: write your kids initials, tag their clothes. And we get so much pushback. It's like we don't know what you bought your kid. Your kid can go to another kid's cubby and say that that's theirs. And we like, okay, put it on. You think it's mine? You still got blood on your nose. Definitely. Cause I showed, I wrote, I bought Look Chris. Um, it was a a Black Panther blanket, and I wrote his name all over that motherfucker. <laughs> Still didn't come home with it, <laughs> but yeah, definitely. That's how it be, and it's and it's not it's not on purpose. I swear it's not. It's definitely not on purpose. So, that would piss me off. I'm sending my kids to school. You coming back? I'm like, where's your shirt at? Didn't you have on a button up on top of that white t-shirt? Like that would, oh my God, that would piss me off. I'm like, where are your clothes at? I'm sure over time you get used to it, but it's like, how you come to school? How you go to school like this? And you come back just like some pictures of them. <laughs> we laughing at the pictures of the, the little girls they hers be done for the, for the picture day. And then they come back and they missing, they missing uh, rubber bands hurt and came down. I'm like, hey, the baby was going through something. What did happen? I would just be like, oh no, man, kids in the shows. Hard. Kids just be playing. And I'm just like. They don't care nothing about none of that. Oh, oh, let's talk about that, honey. So last year, and I don't care if they listen to the podcast. So last year, it was picture down. One of my students' hair wasn't done, right? I was going to ask you about that. Being a teacher, do you do hair? Like, do you do kids' hair? Exactly. One of my students' mom doesn't care that I do her hair. I braid her hair, like, every two weeks. Um, But I had one particular student last year. Her grandma got mad because I did her hair on picture that, y'all, kid you not. She looked like one of the pictures that our parents used to look like when they used to take pictures. Hair on this side mm-hmm. sticking up. Hair on this side sticking up. Ponytail sticking straight up looking like Alpha Alpha. Um, the grandma said I cut her hair. That's why teachers don't do people hair. Because if she really re- would have really pressed that issue, I could have got in trouble. You know what I'm saying? And it's stupid because it's like you send your granddaughter to school like this on picture day. Luckily, the mama wasn't really fresh. She was like, no, you didn't love her. I know how, you know, she didn't have it there right there. So it's like, luckily the mama wasn't pressed because the grandma was really pressing the issue. 
But I simply just put two braids in the baby hair because her hair looks so bad. It looks so bad. Yeah. My teachers don't touch it because you got some parents that's going to start a ride. But my thing is, how the hell are you mm-hmm. going to get mad? But then if they baby hurt. Well, you know that baby hurt look fucked messed up. <laughs> Excuse mm-hmm. my language. And no, uh-uh. It was fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you said it was picture day, right? Yeah, it was picture so day. So if the baby hurt would have looked crazy for picture day, then you would have got grilled regardless. Like, for y'all couldn't have did nothing to her, her. It was like a damn if you do and damn if you don't situation. If you would have did nothing to her, her then it would have been an issue. Like y'all, when you gonna let my granddaddy take this picture like this? Yes, you sent your granddaddy to school like that, baby. So you want to? You know what it was? Granny, Granny did her hair, and she thought she looked cute. That's what it was. That's what it really was. <laughs> <laughs> she thought that shit was hot. She's like, my baby's popping. No man, I don't know what you did to this little girl hair, but this ain't. Sorry. <laughs> this ain't it. This definitely ain't it. <laughs> uh, what was I gonna say? Dang, I was gonna say something. I can't remember. She, she. It left your brain. It did, girl. I got mommy brain. I don't remember shit. I don't never remember anything. So, question. Random question. So, does your brain ever go back to normal at some point? Because you know you got. Pregnancy no, brain, no, no, you got no, mommy brain. No, 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 no. You know. no, no. It's gone. Right out the window. You want your Yeah, it's, it's gone. gone. Uh, Pregnancy also, brain really you know, never leaves. Balance too. I, I've been, I've been wondering why I've been so off balance. And I was in that pregnancy group, and somebody mentioned that they was like, "Yeah, you know, because your spine changes a little bit." you know, and you walk a little bit different. And I've just been bumping into everything, running into everything. Yeah. Yeah, your balance goes along with that too. That's crazy. I didn't think you meant like physical balance. You straight me physical balance. That's crazy. Yes. yes. My po baby, I I was um <laughs> I was trying to get something and his head bumped right into the door. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. But he didn't cry out. He was all right. <laughs> I really been thinking about that lately. Like my fear is that I just be walking in my baby head, just hit the corner, the hit the corner of like a door. And I'm like, ah! like I don't know why I've been thinking about that so much lately. And you know the bad part is they not even want your mom for it. You gonna be like, oh my god! It's like, and they gonna be like, damn, mama, it was an accident. You know what I'm saying? You be hitting them corners. You don't even be thinking about it. Even if, all you gonna hear is the boop. You gonna be like. It showed these. And you you gonna look at him like I looked at him, he looked yeah, at me. I, I. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, like, yeah. I, yeah you like. look at him like don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. Mm-hmm. Okay, you good, okay. <laughs> That's another thing. People don't yeah. know, like your kids react after you. So if you start panicking and hollering and screaming, guess what they're gonna do? Okay, you can have a dollar. They're gonna start panicking, hollering and screaming. Like, ah, she's scaring me. It must be something wrong. Ah, like, type, type stuff, type stuff, type stuff. Like, literally. You're just trying to take my money. All right, y'all. Well, that was our first segment uh, talking about the media, 
having so much to say about black girls' hair, such as Lou Ivy and Kavia James. Um, definitely it was nice to get an educational standpoint from Miss Ty. So we're gonna take a little breaky break. And when we come back, we're gonna talk about why parents feel the need to put pressure on these celebrities and artists um being role models to their children. Why should that responsibility fall on the celebrities if you're their parent, right? So stay tuned and we'll be back. So we're back, you guys, um, and we're going to talk about celebrities, the media, and how, if it really affects our kids or how we should go about it. So, um, y'all know, I, I stay on TikTok, like, that's my life. I love TikTok. Follow me on TikTok, <laughs> Mickey Alley S. Um, They're going to have to start uh, paying you as much as you mention them at this point. So... Uh, Lil Nas, I follow Lil Nas on TikTok, so his videos pop up on my For You page like all the time. And dude is hilarious, by the way. But so he was talking, he had posted a video of him on the stripper pole. And the video, his actual video hadn't came out yet, but he had posted a video on the stripper pole and people was all bent out of shape about that. And I was just like, okay, like I, didn't, I don't really trip off of it. So the video comes out. I don't watch the video until like two weeks ago. And, and, um, but I'm on TikTok and parents are upset. Like, I'm talking upset. This is blasphemy. I mean, it kind of was, but that ain't got down. And I know I ain't into organized religion, but they was like really upset. And so I had made a video just kind of rebuttaling somebody because they was like like my kids listen to old town road like all they gotta do is google it or you know not google it, youtube little nines and it's gonna come up and so i was like i was like see that's how i know people don't really be trying to be parents because youtube has restrictive modes on it where that your child cannot watch certain videos of a certain age level and you can pick that age level as well yep. as um they have YouTube Kids, which is a completely separate app from YouTube. And so that's how I know for yep. a fact that these people do not parent their kids because, one, Kevin and Kendrick, they like Old Town Road. That's their favorite song. They don't like no They don't like no other songs he's made, though. I have played other songs around him. They don't like no other song besides that song. So one, I know they wouldn't just go randomly typing in Lil Nas X to look up stuff. Second, YouTube has age restrictions as far as like how old, like who who is your target audience? Who is your target audience, right? So they, because when I used to post videos on YouTube, they would ask you like, who's your target audience? And then they give you like age level. So that's how I knew people really don't parent their kids. And so this one lady had commented on my stuff. It was like, well, I didn't think my kids knew anything about it. And well, knew something about something. She was basically talking about like my kids knowing stuff. I'm like, kids are going to get exposed to things. But as, as a parent, it's your job to do as much as possible. Do not leave it to these celebrities to raise your kids. Please. Mm -hmm. And I only say that because we grew up with Trina. Mm -hmm. uh, Kid, what's, what's her name? What is that? Lil Kim. My neck, 
Look, Kim, what's the little lady name Kaya. on my neck? My bad, Kaya, we grew up on that. And then it's still the jam, my neck, my bad. <laughs> but mind you, didn't I hear the full song until I was at least a teenager? At least. And like I told you, my mama was on me. My mama used to buy me down CDs. Like, we, I didn't listen to rap until I was in high school. That's how I know that it's all about parenting because I was not super exposed to stuff as a child. Even like like black culture movies, I didn't start watching those movies until I was in high school. Do you mean by black culture movies though? Like, uh, uh, what, 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 what the hell is that movie called? Like, like I'm talking like Roots or something like that, or like something else. No, no, my mom made me watch Roots. She made me watch Roots. I know. <laughs> but I'm talking about like really not appropriate movies for children, like the Players Club, like that. I did not watch that until I was in high school because my mama used to be on it. Like, I don't I know why. I guess she just. Yeah. I did not want me to be overexposed and maybe it was already because of the neighborhood I lived in and it was already just a lot going on but my mama it's gonna be an accident these, little, these people bagging up these people bagging up I'm gonna tell you <laughs> another show that my mom didn't let us watch was Beavis and Butthead did not girl but me and my brothers was up watching Uncut Beavis and Butthead Daria we that's the stuff but uh, if our mom would have knew that we watched that stuff, we would have been in trouble. So Absolutely. in order to sneak to watch it, we just never said nothing. We never talked about it. Because uncut, that's when the real tip drill video was on. I need a tip drill. I agree with what you're saying, Big. Like, and then it's like what you said about the kids, YouTube. Kids can get your phone and just type a button now. Um and see and, and it'll come up like I literally like did I ain't do no research but I observed my nieces and nephews get on YouTube and they really don't know what they're doing. It's just the recent videos that they've watched take them to other videos and take them to other videos. So that's what they find out. Like mm. if I'm there, if I'm okay, so my niece be like, Auntie, I want to watch Ryan. Okay, let's watch Ryan. So whenever I put type Ryan in. Ryan is already in their recent videos. So it's just like, it's about how you're parenting too, because there are certain things you can block on YouTube. And you also can block YouTube from your kid's tablet. It's like, I don't know, like people, y'all know I love to use the word clout, but I can't even use clout for this situation. It's just like, raise your kids, stop putting electronics in their face to raise them. It's good that they know how to work those things. But it's also kind of like, you got to start being mindful of what's on the internet and what can be, what is exposed, what they can be exposed to on the internet. Because mm -hmm. some of the stuff that some of my kids say, I'm like, well, they get that from their parents. But some days, some days I'm like, dang, do their parents know that they be looking at this stuff? Or, you know, like I used to watch this little boy here in Georgia. His name, I ain't gonna say his name, but he used to watch Fright Night at Freddy's. Friday Night with Freddie. If you know anything about Friday Night with Freddie, it's like a cartoon that curses and teaches kids how to kill people and literally commit suicide. 
this parent did not pay attention to her child on YouTube and it wasn't kids YouTube, so she had no idea what he was watching. So when I babysat him, I would do stuff so he wouldn't be on his tablet. I would do games. Cause first of all, you ain't finna conduct no math plan to get me in my sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know what the touch on that ex stuff, like I me personally. I'm a religious person and I feel like it's not something that my kids will watch. They would no longer be able to listen to his music anymore. Yeah, we could do Old Town Road, but every song has a subliminal message in it anyway. But the video that he just um, released, I just feel like now in this day and age, I really want people to be comfortable with who they love and not explaining themselves to anybody. Like me and one of my friends was talking about how he wants to come out. And I told him, I said, you know, people are going to love you for who you are. And if they don't, then they're not for you, ultimately. Don't feel like you have to prove yourself to anybody, that you have to come out to anybody. Take your lover to your family's place. If they don't accept him or you, those people aren't for you, whether they family or not. They're not for you. And I know that I'm not, you know, in the LGBTQ, you know, um, world. So I, I don't know what that goes You know? But for me, it's just like, I feel like he went a little bit overboard with the devil stuff. Like you could have explained yourself a little bit better in another context. I understand the, I understand what he's doing and the thought behind the music process, but too many little kids follow you. But also that goes back to Cardi B. Like her, you know, the Grammy, her and Meg, you know, they did a, you know, a Grammy show. Mm-hmm. And I liked it. But the Grammys aren't for kids to watch. And like she said, I do not make music for children. Right. She exactly. don't make, you gotta pick and choose what you listen, letting your kids listen to. It's kind of like tying in, like when all the stuff happened with R. Kelly, my school actually shut down the, the fact that <laughs> I believe I Can Fly was their graduation song. That's not their graduation song anymore. Um, it is. And it's kind of like that song meaning has a different meaning than it's like you you're putting the song with the man. Yes, he sung the song, but do you just completely X him out because he did what he did when we've all known that he's done that for years? It's kind of like a media thing. It's like if they want to use this song as a graduation song, if they want to listen to Old Town Road, that's fine. They just not gonna listen to Montoya. I guess that's what the name of the song called. Mm-hmm. Or look at Montoya or I don't know, like, I got mixed feelings about it, but mm, it's just weird that parents let social media raise their children. Absolutely. And just to touch on it real quick about the YouTube, like, what you had said, what happened was how I found out about kids' YouTube and regular, like, restrictive mode on YouTube, because Kevin and Kendrick was watching stuff they had no business watching. And it was literally just, like, them watching, like, what is it, Ethan and Coley, which is, like, these two kids who... Um, have nerd-gun uh, fights throughout the house with their parents and stuff. Super adorable. But, you know, when you go down, they give you suggested videos. So it would just kind of get deeper and darker and darker as they would go to where they get to more of the cartoon side of YouTube, but it'd be adult cartoons. And it was just some straight, super inappropriate shit. And it was to the point that I, I deleted, I, are you okay? I deleted YouTube off of everything. I was so upset that I deleted YouTube off of it. Wasn't nobody watching YouTube in the house. 
And eventually I found out about restrictive mode and all of that. So they got their YouTube privileges back. You gotta protect your kids. Yeah, definitely because you know, I see I always go, I always look in reference of like what my niece and nephew are doing and how they are, you know, interacting with different things. And I kind of feel like I want I wanted to make the choice of not buying like electronics and tablets and things like that because you know when they get those tablets that's all they do that's all they do they sit in front of the tablet they don't Mm -hmm. do nothing else you don't see kids playing like you used to anymore and all the other stuff like that so Mm -hmm. I definitely thought about not you know indulging in that and definitely um you know with watching with monitoring your kids and what they're doing you're never you're never going to be you're you're never going to monitor your kids 100 so they're always going to it's always a risk you know with them being exposed to something you know Mm -hmm. but the thing is you definitely have to talk to your kids and explain to them you know why this is not appropriate and things like that as well that that comes with that package as well but you're definitely because just like you know with our mamas and how we was raised you know definitely doing stuff we ain't supposed to be doing and everything like that but you definitely have to talk to your kids about that you know when they're doing when they see inappropriate acts or doing Mm -hmm. and mimicking and stuff like that you have to talk to your kids absolutely absolutely because they're gonna like you said you can't go ahead um, I kind of touch on like what Tasha said about like exposing your kids to tablets and stuff, you know. Um, I think people get it misconstrued. Like, I feel where you're coming from. Like, I I want to be a parent that gives my kid a certain amount of screen time. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you have to think about it. As our world grows, technology has taken over everything. So you exactly. want them to be capable and literate to work this equipment. But you don't want them to be so capable that it controls their life. Like right. I know kids that can't get they can't go to the store without having a tablet in their hand. It's like, dang, let them see the scenery. Like I can remember times when I was younger where we didn't have all that growing up anyway. But I could literally tell my mama at the age of four if she was going to write it the wrong way. And it's because I paid attention to the scenery outside. So it's like these kids now of days, they are put into a place where social media controls their life so much. Yeah, they know how to work all the latest apps. They know how to work all the latest things, but they don't know how to problem solve outside of technology. And it burns, mm-hmm. it grinds my gears and burns my buttons up because it's like the simplest stuff. Oh, go over there and light the stove or go over there. It's like, like simple things that we know how to do. I wouldn't tell my kids to light a stove, by the way, but it's like the simplest stuff that we know how to do. They will never know how to do it because those, it's just like those problem solving skills outside of technology have just went away. Like they'll walk into a glass door, like they're the type of bird that'll walk into a glass door because it's so clean type stuff, you know? And it's like, I want my kids to the technology age, but it's so dangerous. Like people don't understand that the internet 
can just take your kids to a whole nother realm. They can post a picture that can change their life forever. They can go viral and people can make fun of them. And it's just, it's it's kind of crazy, y'all. It's, it's kind of, it hurts. It's hurtful too sometimes. Yeah, and especially, you know, mm-hmm. again, you know, with my nieces and nephews, being, expo- being exposed to the internet and being internet bullied and things like that. You know, my niece Katrina went through that with, you know, kids that she knew. And it was so mm. hurtful. And it's just like, you know, you sit up there and there's like, literally, you can't do anything about it, you know. But, you know, try to explain to them and talk to them about that, you know, about stuff like that, you know. And it's just, it's just, I don't, you, you know, there's no way of like trying to get around it. You know, like if you're gonna have let them have, you know, you know, the electronics and things like that, you're gonna come to the risk of, you know, them getting into that situation as well. And it's just like, you know, how can you avoid it? You know, even with monitoring mm-hmm. and you know, watching and things like that, stuff still happens. So again it's just it, I don't I'm still up in the air about you know the tablets and things like that I probably just like we should say probably well Miss Ty said you know um you know having a certain amount of screen time and things like that but it definitely will be limited in my household right like I literally yeah. think about like so I so I'm very infectious I'm gonna tell y'all this to be honest this unforgotten truth I'm really infatuated with how Asians, some Asians and Caucasians raise their kids. Um, um, I actually wanted to put on a parent seminar called Is the White Way the Right Way? And it's not an insulting lingo. It's just that I hear so much, being at this predominantly Black school, I hear a lot of, no, that's how white people do it, or that's white people stuff. And it's like, why, why are we saying that when it's certain things that we don't even agree with how we raise our kids. Like I know one family that only gives their kids like 30 minutes of screen time on the weekend. So they get 30 minutes of like watching TV. You know what I'm saying? But the kid can name every freaking dinosaur that I can't even name. The kid mm-hmm. can read at this age. I think he was only like two and a half about to be three. Y'all, he was reading because his parents on the weekend they give him that 30 minutes of screen time but they read him books they do things they learn new languages they which teach them different vocabulary words so at the age of two and a half three this kid is reading and he can recite an entire book that he could Mm -hmm. read to the class so it's like that screen time yeah it's saving you time and a headache but it's still taken away from your kids' literacy and learning during the weekend with you as a parent. So it's like, I wanna give my kids that freeway and that leeway, but it's like, it's always me leaning toward a new innovative way. How can we do screen time as a family? How can we, mm-hmm. like, can we do a family game night and do like cahoots and we have tablet time, but we doing like different digital games or we're working on coding. How can I implement social media and technology into my lifestyle as a parent to make mm-hmm. it 
suitable that my kids know what they're doing with these devices and can excel if they want to be like a, a technician or something like that but still being a parent and giving my kid the education that they need on the weekend you know what i'm saying oh <laughs> hi i am a parent who <laughs> does not monitor screen time this is awkward um i just I just don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe because I feel like I got a lot going on and it gives me a break. Like, you got to understand, like, I got school-age kids. So they're at school majority of the day. Except for, you know, now mm -hmm. the schedule's a little bit different because they don't go to school on Wednesdays. I don't mind the Christmas time. Um, I, do, I did cut it back a bit, but I don't monitor I don't say you can only have an hour today, an hour tomorrow. I don't do that. Um, and I probably should, but to touch on what Nisha said, like, okay, that little boy can name every dinosaur. Kevin can, because that's something he's interested in. So he will YouTube dinosaurs he wants to learn about. He will mm -hmm. spell it out and he will watch videos, endless videos about dinosaurs. This boy will talk to me about multi-dimensions and, and time traveling, all types of just off-the-wall stuff. And that's because <laughs> he's such a, my baby is, he reminds me of myself so much. My baby is, I ain't gonna say he's a nerd, but he just loves, he loves different science. So he, he loves science. So he, he learns all this stuff off of the little educational apps that we have and the books we buy him but also because he be on youtube and and, and kid channels learning all this stuff mm -hmm. so do we read absolutely do we do i help them with their homework and sit there and break down math problems and all that absolutely but i just don't mind the day screen time i don't I, I i don't i feel bad like it make me feel bad but then i just be like well they all right they all right ain't that <laughs> They, they, I definitely don't want to be one of them parents to like go get your tablet, you know, just to shut them up type of thing. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. that's what I want that, to avoid. I agree, that, Tasha. That's I the same way how I feel. That's I'm why, like, that's I don't want to be avoid, so into basically. technology like this. Like, of course, like when you should say you want them to be able to use it, but it's just like being so in tune to it where all you're doing is watching it all day. Like my little cousin, that's all he'll do is just watch his tablet. Like he'll just be on his tablet all day, and his aunt, I mean his mom, my auntie, is an educator. So, but this was like all during COVID time. Like there isn't anything else that he would like to do besides be on his tablet. But now that the world is opening back up, it's like okay, now she put him back in sports games. Okay, now they they traveling and taking trips and stuff like that. She was like, I need him. I want him to do something more educational because she is an educator. But it's like, but in the meantime. He's literally stuck to his tablet and he's 10, 10 years old and he's already kind of borderline like antisocial, pretty much for the most part antisocial. So it's like, well, but you know what? And just to touch on the COVID part, that plays a big factor in it as well, because back mm -hmm. before COVID, pre-COVID, Kevin and Kendra were on a schedule. They had sports year round. We were playing basketball, track 
soccer, t-ball, so they really did not have time for tablets and TV. Yeah, we were always everything. So that's probably another reason why I didn't monitor it as well. And now that COVID happened, for the longest part, and I, I'll just say for me, I had just had Pooley when COVID had happened. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was not on them, like, what are you doing? And what is that on your screen? I was not. I ain't even gonna lie. They were, they would watch TV all day. And I'm healing from, you know, my C-section. So, no, I'm not, I'm not on them. And we would get up and we would do, like, the school sent us with worksheets. So we would do the worksheets throughout the week. Mm. But I would not sit here and tell y'all that I was sitting there like on them like, no, nah, you need to get off the tablet. But it did get to a point where me and their dad was talking and we was just like, you know what, they kind of, they on, they watch the TV too much. Like, I know we can't do nothing, but we need to like do something to get them stimulated. Yeah. Because they got out of school around March, you know what I'm saying? And basically wasn't doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? They couldn't do their normal sports. They couldn't mm-hmm. go play with their friends. They were just at home. So I think COVID plays a big factor in it too. And I'm actually kind of glad that everything is starting to open up, especially with sports, because, um, you know, uh, our cousin Myron is, mm-hmm. well, yo, quote unquote uncle, um, is, <laughs> is starting to literally. Uh, uh, flag football team and I'm like really actually low-key excited Is because, it? yes this will be the first sport that they have played post-COVID and they need it because my kids like, like I said my kids play sports all year round mm-hmm. yeah I'm definitely looking I want to get Renzo into sports you know I just can so see Renzo in sports bruh first of all he is I can see you being that mom like you're the sports mom yeah I I need something to because definitely you know with sports it's something constructive for them you know Mm -hmm. definitely you know that helps with you know their um what you call it um damn mommy brain in effect (laughs) Is it social uh, skills? Is it memory? Like with learning like, to follow instructions, working well yeah, with that. others, um, uh, learning how to kind of respect authority figures because the coach is technically yeah. an authority figure. Um, mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Like I can't even lie. Development. Yet. It, it I was looking for the word development. development. <laughs> there we go. My brain. All of it. All of that in this phone. Renzo, uh, you can't grab the phone. It, it definitely does. It puts your kids on a really tight schedule at that because I remember with track, Kevin and Kendrick had track practice three days a week, I believe, Monday, Tuesdays, and Fridays, and then they had track meets early Sunday morning. So when they would get home, they'd be dog tired. Mm-hmm. They'd take a shower, eat dinner, and go to bed. Uh, so, yeah, I think all these kids fighting. <laughs> Get your baby. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Cut that out, please. Uh, but yeah, sports are super important. I can't wait to put the older because she definitely gonna be playing sports too. Um, but that's still that's a great way to limit your children's um screen time as well. 
keeping them active. Like, yeah, they don't go outside and play. That's because it be too much going on. People be wild and people be out here snatching kids left to right. Like, it be too much. But you can keep your kids busy and off screens with sports and extracurricular activities. Mm-hmm. There are so many clubs, so many um, activities that you can do, even outside of sports. There are a book club, science club. Um, what is it that I think? It's just all types of activities that you can put your children in to keep them busy so they ain't even on a tablet or a phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely something that I thought about. I'm like, I don't want my, you know, I want my kids to be active because it's like I wasn't a super, super duper active kid. Like, if I didn't want to do something, my mama didn't make me do it. Like, I was just one of them kids, except for dancing. Like, I got put in dancing and I enjoyed it, even though I was not the best at it at all. But I was in dancing and I that's something that I did enjoy. So, like, that's me being, you know, I was a little, you know, a little girl. So a boy, definitely, I want him in all kinds of sports. His dad is definitely trying to already pimp him out to the NBA because we're both tall and he's growing in big so far. So we're just lanky, thinking, look super lanky, right? So we're just already assuming by default that he's going to be super tall because dad's 6'3", I'm 5'8". So it's like, yeah, he's going to be tall for sure. So but we're going to have him in basketball and whatever else, you know, like how Vic, you, you expose the boys to everything, to soccer, um, track, all of that stuff. So let me ask y'all this, because y'all, y'all got boys now, you know what I'm saying? You about to have a boy, and Tasha, you got a son. Um, And even Nisha, like if your son told y'all like, okay, so Kevin, look, Kevin told me he don't like playing, he don't like running track. And at first I was like, like my mama, and I'm like, I really don't care what you like to do. This is what you finna do. And, uh, but then I kind of ran, I remember being a kid and playing basketball and I did not like playing basketball at all. And so I'm trying to respect my children's boundaries. And so if he doesn't like to play it, I don't want to force him to play it. Mm-hmm. but he enjoys he enjoys soccer and you can find leagues that are like all year round type of stuff or like they do it this year and you can do it for the school year at the kids school and stuff like that so if he tells you because I because the thing is he's going to be tall if he turn around and tell you I don't want to play basketball like at that mm-hmm. point how would you feel about that because I know I sometimes care. people like tall you tall like what, what you're tall you should be playing but that was me. But that was me. Even though me being a girl, I don't know if it makes a difference, but I was tall, lanky, and uncoordinated. Oh my God, do you play any sports? No, I'm just tall and cute and un- uncoordinated, honestly. Like, <laughs> I I just, I was, like, I tried out for basketball my senior year, made the team, but wasn't really going to be playing, and I had a job. So I was like, I'm not going to be sitting on the bench when I could be making money. So overall, I'm like, I understand the fact because my dad always pushed me to play basketball because he played basketball. He was played basketball in high school, MVP, all that shit. And my brother is the same, what was the same way he played basketball all through his youth. So with me, if it's like I my mama didn't make me do something, but my thing is I want to implement the whole 
trying. You don't try, like, if you try it first, if then if you don't like it, then yeah, you know, you don't have to do it. But for me, I already said that. I already told him that, like, I mean, he may not like it. If he don't like it, I don't want to make him do something he doesn't like because then go grow up and then he's going to resent us. Like, I never want to do this anyway, type shit. And it's like, no, if you don't want to do it, then don't. But we're going to have a conversation like, well, why don't you like doing it? Okay, like, have a conversation instead of just saying, oh, you don't want to do it? Okay. Like, let's have a conversation on why don't you like it? Like, what what don't you like about it? You know, have, just have, you know, some dialogue about it. But I definitely, if he gave good definitely. explanation as to why he didn't want to play basketball, we ain't got to play that song. We ain't got to do that song good, sweetie. So, so yeah. Yeah, I'm basically on the same page, you know. You know, just at least exposing him to it, you know, just to have all oh, to just to say, oh, I tried this and tried that or whatever. Definitely not gonna be mad or upset, you know. But yeah, don't you know, let your kids make their own decisions, you know. So that's how, how I kind of feel. You know, if they don't wanna if they don't like it or they don't want to do it, I'm not gonna force them to do it. Yeah. I think a lot of times us as a culture, we get really tied up in, um, we really get tied up in sports and like some kids, we don't realize that there are other games out there. Like I got a cousin, she likes rugby. Um, I got another cousin, he really likes chess. And it's like, those are the kind of games that, you know, people, you typically wouldn't see African-American people competing in and stuff like that. So it's like not don't only expose them to sports, expose them to mind tangling extracurricular activities because they might be an intellectual individual and not one that is athletic. That's just kind of my opinion on it. Like every kid, every kid is not going to be athletic. You might have a kid that's very intellectual and that's going to be a doctor. You might have a kid that loves art. He's going to be an artist. He's going to be a musician. He's going to sing or, you know. So it's like you gotta allow your kids to show you their talents just as well as your kid as well as you trying to show your kids different things. That was very well put. You got a point. I just want to expose them to whatever. It's so much stuff now to expose kids to now versus probably when we were kids. Like especially when we were growing up, the internet was just really starting to crack, like just starting to be popping. Like, what if our kids are like super into how computers are made and fixing up computers and, and stuff like that? Like, that's something like there's probably I'm sure an activity or a class or a way to get them to kind of indulge in that. Like, even like Vic with you and um, with Kevin, he likes science stuff. He may like technology stuff. He may like anything involving computers and stuff. It's just so many different ways to expose kids to certain things that you already like. Hmm, it seems like he really knows his way around a tablet. Like he just taught me some stuff. Maybe I should see. Let me let me try this this exercise with him to see if this is something worth him really diving into. So and absolutely, I got him all types of like science kids, and engineering kids, like uh, Sam kids and stuff. Um, what is it? This kinetic building thing what comes with like a straight like engine kind of thing that he has to build. Like it's something small that like you can make a helicopter out of. Just things like that. Well, all right, y'all. That was another great topic. Um, talking about celebrities' influence on 
you know, our children these days and, you know, how we would expect and pretty much how we would want to parent or our parenting our children. So I definitely appreciate you all explaining your point of view on how you raise your kids and all that good stuff and the standards that we're putting these celebrities at. So definitely another insightful episode. Um, for our listeners, if you aren't already, make sure you subscribe to us. We are on, let's see, what aren't we on? The Anchor app. We're on the Anchor app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Podcast, and Radio Public. Also, make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Black Millennial Mamas. That's Black, the Millennials, which is, well, not Millennials, but Millennial. M-I-L-L-E-N-N-I-A-L and then Mamas, M-A-M-A-S. So make sure you follow us. This will be, uh, I'm taking a little hiatus since uh, Baby Zay will be here this Thursday. So the ladies are going to hold the fort down while I'm gone. So don't miss me too much, y'all. Don't miss me too much. But yeah, this is Bree, Miss Ty, Vic, and Tasha. And some, uh, we had some commentary from Baby Renzo and Baby Pootie, aka Baby Kennedy. <laughs> so we are out, y'all. Toodles. Bye. Bye. See ya. Bye.